You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Newstalk ZB. Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday, uh, which was another teacher strike day, I think. They mostly are these days, aren't they? Um... The, we're not pulling our weight with the FIFA World Cup ticket sales. Trying to figure out why. And Marcus, uh, for the second night in a row, discusses Magnum PI. Um, and I'm going to have to put him straight on a few things to do with it, I think. But before any of that, uh, News Talk ZB versus the gangs. I'm sure Newstalk ZB can fix it, right? Schools shut, parks shut, businesses shut, because obviously working parents have to stay home to look after their most likely terrified children. I mean, how's that a country you want to live in? This is not the New Zealand we know and love. It's the same problem we talked about yesterday with kāinga ora housing, the way unruly kāinga ora tenants can dominate a whole neighbourhood, traumatise their neighbours without eviction. The balance here has tipped so far to the lowest common denominator now that we have lost all rational ability or foresight to run our society properly. I mean, how do we get that back? You know, when Luxon told farmers the other day this country's lost its mojo, he's not wrong. We've lost our way. And I don't know what's wrong with admitting it. You know, as individuals, we can lose our mojo and lose our way at times. Admitting it helps us get back on track to fixing it. So why the government refuses to accept it's true is beyond me. You know, you can't bluff your way out of this and keep telling us we feel safe. We don't. Systemic gang crime and activity is a major problem in many regions in this country. It's unsettling. It doesn't make us feel safe. Children getting viciously attacked while eating McDonald's doesn't make us feel safe. Tenants who disrupt other people's lives doesn't make us feel safe. We need to restore some law and order to our communities and stop just pretending that everything's fine. But we're not quite sure, though, are we, exactly how we fix it? I think that the and when I say we, I mean Newstalk ZB. I think Newstalk ZB has decided it's going to fix the gang problem. Newstalk ZB. All the hosts are going to get together. Are they going to go out and high vis or something and fix it? Is, is, is Heather going to go out with Kate and fix it? I do not think that this is the kind of policing that any of us in this country want to be seeing right now where extra coppers are brought into the district actually to control the normal people. Those police officers were controlling normal people so that the gang members could have free reign. I don't think we want to see this kind of policing where the police stand around doing no no more than taking photographs of gang members who are pulling shuckers and sig and burnouts in front of the police officers as if rubbing their faces in it. And where the worst that the police apparently can threaten them with is some after-the-fact punishment for reckless driving and skiddies. There are gang members who were driving on the wrong side of the road while hanging out of the windows and the doors. Now, if that was me, driving down the wrong side of the road, hanging out my door or my window, I'm pretty sure I'd have a police officer on my tail pulling me over pretty quickly. Can they not do the same thing to the gangs? This is what you'll get told. Numbers are the problem. There are just more gangs. Well, if there are just just too many gang members, if there are just too many gang members, get more police. There are 500 mungies there right now. There are 100 police officers. Do you see the problem with that equation? No wonder they have to let them just go for it. What the police and the public have been forced to endure today is embarrassing, to be honest. And I'll tell you what I reckon. This is not the last of it. 
This is not going to go away. When we see the police officers waving the gang through like VIPs, the mongrel mob is going to get used to it. They're going to keep on expecting it because they're going to like it. And the police officers have therefore set themselves up and the rest of us for more of this. Yeah, I um, experienced this thing. Have I told you about this before? If I have, I'm sorry. But uh, I once got stuck at at an intersection at a busy intersection, probably the busiest or one of the busiest intersections near me where I live. Uh, because there was a procession of gang members on motorbikes going past and it went for a very long time there was a lot of them and yeah apparently they're just allowed to go past through traffic lights just because And and I did think to myself that seems like a crazy thing and so for so many reasons not least of which is the resources behind having the police do that so anyway I think what's because Simon Bridges was going to have Strike Force Raptor Raptor I think that's how he pronounced it and so anytime any gang member did anything if they just blew their nose without a hanky they were going to get arrested and I think what's going to happen is that News Talk ZB is going to become Strike Force Raptor and so we'll just get a call, a gang's doing something wrong, and then we'll just go out and sort them out. I think that's how that's going to work. What could possibly go wrong? News Talk ZB. I think also News Talk ZB is offering to go and teach the classes while the teachers are on strike, so the kids keep going to school. So what's happening there? Secondary teaching, he says, is an awesome career. It's a hugely demanding one. It needs to be valued more highly and the work needs to be more manageable. Why does it need to be valued more highly when our kids are failing? When our kids are not getting the sort of education that other children are getting in other parts of the world from other teachers? How can you value a profession that is not delivering? Is it the fault of the curriculum? The fact that many parents don't value education and education does start in the home first and foremost. Or is it that our teachers aren't quite as fabulous as they think they are? Whatever it is, our children are the ones that are paying the price. The message that has been sent to our young people over the past few years is that they don't matter. Schools were locked up. Kids turned away to protect the vulnerable. They were told that learning from home over Zoom was just as good as being in the classroom. Well, if that's the case, why do teachers need more money? Schools have been shut for weather events, for gang events, and now for teachers to use as a bargaining chip in their pay negotiations. An email to the AM show this morning from a concerned mum said that her daughter was in the top 2% of achievers but is now needing psychological counselling because she is so stressed about the teacher-only days, about the strikes, about the fact that she's not going to be able to give the best she can give because she's being turned away from her classroom. We have lost so many school days. Of course we have a truancy problem when we have shown kids over the past three years that they're turning up to school doesn't matter. It can be sacrificed for just about everything. 
we've told our kids that learning isn't a priority. A world-class education used to be the birthright of a New Zealand child. And that is simply not true anymore. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, if you haven't caught on, basically what I'm suggesting is... Should we just stop complaining about these things? Because nothing's ever going to change. Is that what I'm suggesting? I don't know. I won't have it. News Talk ZB. In other worrying developments, uh, we're having this fantastic uh, FIFA World Cup here, but nobody wants to go to it. Well, nearly nobody. Why are the ticket sales so slow? That's what we're speculating. When the sport's so good, that is the unfortunate thing. We love success in this country. You look, when the Warriors start winning again, the, yeah, you yeah. can't keep the crowds away. When the All Blacks, well, they're always winning, pretty much, and mm. so the crowds are always there. The Black Caps have suffered when they were down in the rankings. They didn't draw crowds at all. It was barren in the stands. They start winning, and particularly in the one-day stuff, and T20, and they're up there, the crowds come. Mm. And at the moment, pre this World Cup, the football ferns have been very, very ordinary. You know, they just have. They, I think they didn't score a goal in five games, and they lost four of the five. I think they drew one. So people, people don't want that. You, you know, they're sort of concerned if the football ferns take the park against, say, the USA, they'll wipe the floor with us. Yeah, and so they should because they're that good. But it, I don't think it's about our national team. It's about the sport itself, as simple as uh-huh. that. It's worth I going to. Oh, of course it's worth going mm. to, James, but the fact is at the moment, when it comes to football around the world, we're, we're like the old Japan used to be. You know, <laughs> yeah. when you'd expect 100 points for the All Blacks to put against Japan or the old Fiji. It's different now, thankfully. Yeah. But yeah. no, if you were Japan back in the day, I wouldn't have gone and watched the All Blacks beat my team by 100 points. Right. I'm not sure that's a good example, because I think they did. I think they packed out the stadiums. To go and watch the best team in the world crush their team News Talk Z-Bean uh, and just to continue the theme of stuff going on in this podcast that I don't understand uh, Marcus talking about Magnum PI last night he doesn't even call it Magnum PI and then doesn't seem to understand what PI means funny old world why I say that is because last night we were talking about Magnum PI although I deliberately malapropismed it by calling it Magnum Pie because that's what I do I had an uncle that always referred to it as Magnum Pie. Of course, the PI is private. But funny enough, that's why I said it's a funny old world, and sometimes I wonder if my cell phone is listening to me. Up in my timeline today pops an article about Magnum Pie or Magnum PI and why they reckon it is the greatest of the old-time shows and the best show to go back and watch on YouTube or on one of those retro TV channels. So who knew? Who knew that was the future? And I have, and as I said, so I didn't even know really how it works, Magnum PI. What was that about? But having read the article, which is of interest to me, right? He was, and this shows how, this shows all sorts of things, but it shows how recent in some ways the Vietnam War was, because, right, get this, he was ex-Vietnam. I've never really understood the whole subtleties of Magnum P.I. I don't know if he was a private investigator, quite what he was, or trying to relive his youth. So I'm in a, a weird area here because this happens sometimes when I listen to Marcus. 
And I think this is the genius of Marcus, is that I really don't know if he's joking or not. Like, I genuinely don't know, because he's insisting on calling it pie, as a, which he admitted there as a joke. But then he seems to not understand that PI stands for private investigator, because he's just asked if he was a private investigator. And it quite clearly, that's what PI... You know what I mean? Uh, I think... I'm assuming I've got it wrong because usually, according to everybody I know, I am usually wrong. So that's probably what's happened there. I, I, don't listen to me. Listen to Marcus. That, that'd be my I am Glenn ZB. Don't worry. He'll probably be in the podcast again tomorrow and you'll be able to listen to him and not me then as well. See you then. News Talk. News Talk. ZB. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air, or online, and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.